0: Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Bensman. Hey podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Brain Hickey Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the worst advice I ever got from a fellow marketer. But first, a quick story. So I'm on my phone on Facebook and I'll jump on Facebook sometimes and I'm kind of having a a brain fart. I'm I'm looking for that creativity that's not coming and and I'm scrolling through my newsfeed looking for something. And funny enough, I actually spend more time looking at the ads and seeing how other marketers are trying to uh, disrupt the noise and compete for my attention. And I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and I see, I can't even tell you how many ads of like get rich quick online. And it's always a personal brand. It's just like, Mike so-and-so and, and and Steve this, and it's like them standing in front of their Ferrari or their Maserati or their Mercedes, and like, you think in five minutes you could make a decision to be loaded and rich? What? And it you know, everyone's selling the same thing. And it just kind of blends in. It's like, oh, another guy told me I can get rich online, another guy can tell me I can get rich online. You just keep scrolling through. And all of a sudden I see this ad for Sofrep T V, S-O-F-R-E-P dot TV. S-O-F-R-E-P.TV. And it's a uh, really interesting new TV channel. And they show this military stuff and showed up my newsfeed. The name in the upper left, if you know those Facebook ads, you can kind of paint in your mind's eye, you know, how the ad shows up. Upper left is usually the their profile picture of the company or the, their icon, their image, whatever Facebook calls it. And then the name. And then beneath it was the image. But what stopped me wasn't the image. It wasn't the copy. It was the name. And it got me thinking, whoa. The name is what captured my attention and stood out from the noise. So here's the worst marketing advice I ever got from a fellow marketer. He says to me, Adam, the name doesn't matter. Just build the product. You can change it later. People will remember you for what you're doing. And I believed this for years, actually. And it wasn't until recently that I realized this was probably, no, not probably, guaranteed the worst marketing advice that you could ever give anybody. So on my desk right now, you'll probably hear me thumbing through it, is a book by Al Rise and Jack Trout called Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind. Subtitle, How to Be Seen and Heard in the Overcrowded Marketplace. Great read, I actually found this coincidentally sitting on the shelf at my local library. I rent out my, uh, I rent out, borrow, whatever you call it, from the library books to read, specifically uh, fiction books from from the library and i walk in and there's this podium there and on the podium is all these books kind of like the the little mini libraries you see poked out around town but this says right here what's it say it stands on the top books to go so i grab it and i walk up to the to the librarian and i say hey what's the deal with this book you know it's got yellow pages and in thumbnailed corners and you know, old weather, kind of my favorite, you know, the kind of book that you could still fit in the back jeans pocket of your pants, which I just, I just love fascination with paper books. So I grab it and I pick it up, start reading. It turns out, I don't know how in the world I'd never heard of this book beforehand, because a client of mine tells me, he goes, Adam, everything you're telling me is straight from this book, positioning, you should read it. And he told me this for months and here I find this book. But anyway, he, he talks about battling for your attention and in this overcrowded marketplace. And there's a quote in here. I should have grabbed this right before I started recording. He said, I think on a on a per capita basis back when this book was written, which was 20 some odd years ago, 30 probably at this point. And he says that the people spent $200 per person in advertising collectively, you know, as a, as a whole in America. And, and now I wouldn't be surprised if that number is... At least 10 times that, especially with Facebook advertising now, right? There's more opportunities to be bombarded with messaging. And it is so impossible to capture any audience's attention because we are competing. When you're on your phone, even, you're being bombarded with push notifications from apps. When you're listening to Pandora or Spotify, there's ads. When you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, there's ads. Now, if you, it, what I, I don't know how I never noticed this until recently. In Gmail, I was looking through, you know how it categorizes if you use Gmail, you have like your inbox, social, and promotions. They're putting ads inside your, 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 um, these categories of your inbox and in your social and your promotions tab. Everywhere is bombarded with messages, and we need to look for any competitive edge that we possibly can have to capture someone's attention. And everybody's different. You'll look at studies that show, um, you know, hey, the, the image, the ad creative is more important than the copy, or this is more important, the call to action is more important, the colors are more important, whatever it is. And I had an opportunity to chat with one of my clients His name's Nick. Nick is absolutely brilliant Facebook marketer. He's done some incredible stuff. And I asked him. I said, Nick, what's more important with the ad, the copy or the image? And he goes, they're both equally as important. Then he shared a story with me um, about how he sold, uh, I think it was near fifty thousand dollars in in merchandise with forty eight dollar ad spend on Facebook. And he had a whole case study on it. And his approach was super creative. And I can't give the details away for for his sake. Uh, But what I can tell you is he used colors to capture attention, but colors in a very specific way. So the point is, is that our, depending on the layout, right? I tell you on Facebook, I found this soft rep TV or self rep, however you pronounce it. and, And that's what captured my attention. And going back to this whole worst marketing advice I ever got was the name doesn't matter. Okay, come on now, think about it. If your name is bland and boring, especially if you're in the digital scape, if you're an internet marketer, if you're a SaaS company, and, and your name says, like, uh, roof-measuring software, no one, like, it's not sexy. It's just, it's very linear, it's descriptive. It doesn't stand out from the noise or the buzz. But if you had some sort of creative name that creates an emotion or a feeling, you're going to capture people's attention. So the takeaway is yes your name matters and by the way your name matters a lot and now some elements to think about when naming and i'm actually what's funny it is 10:49 p.m. right now i just brushed my teeth was getting ready for bed i like to wind down read fiction i'm crawling in bed and i'm like i have podcast idea i'm in the sweet spot i got to go record this thing all right all right let's let's reel it back in here so i'm i'm sitting here in my office i dashed from getting into bed to my office to record a podcast at 11 o'clock at night. Now, why? It's because I was in the middle of naming something myself. And I love naming things. I mean, it's it's so fun. It is so incredibly frustrating. It is so slow. And it, it's almost, you know, that tip of the tongue phenomenon, right? The, the name's always right there and it's trying to discover it. Almost that analogy that um, they use in in sculpture. Hey, the, the piece is already inside the sculpture. You just need to reveal it. And that's how naming things are. So I'm, I'm sitting here. When I'm naming things whether it's for a client or myself or, or a product, and for me, it's it's a it's a product and a joint venture I'm working on, and I'm sitting here trying to think of this name, right? And the name has to do these few components, which I'll tell you about in a second, and uh, it won't click yet, and I feel it, like it's there. And I look back to naming Brain Hickey, which is fun. I love it because it just, it rubs some people the wrong way. They're not my client. They're not my customer. Those that get it Like, it paints this picture in your mind, right? It tells a story. If you're an internet marketer, if you're trying to have memorable messaging for your audience and you hear brain hickey, you cannot help it that some image comes up in your mind. It tells a story of what you do, right? It is implanting an impression on the brain, and it's memorable, and you can anchor it to what a real hickey is. So let's talk about some important elements with naming conventions. Um, Number one is anchoring. So if you if you if you want to have a semi-descriptive name that kind of says what you do, but you don't want to use the exact words like Adam's concrete paving service, you know, or something like that, you can you can use anchoring. And anchoring, I've talked about in other podcasts, is taking a well-known concept and pivoting around that. So let's say it was the first heated blanket that ever, you know, was created. And it's hard for you to try to say, hey, this blanket generates its own heat. You know, you could say, like a warm fireplace snugged up around you automatically. You know, so we're anchoring to the warmth of a fireplace. It's an emotional experience. Everyone thinks of being cozy in front of a fireplace, wrapped up in a blanket uh unless it's, you're you know maybe you're in Arizona in the summer and you're sweltering hot you're not going to think of that but you've had that experience at some point so you can anchor to it now the other thing about naming is creating an emotional response emotional responses are going to be much stronger than intellectual responses so don't have a really heady name don't have something that's super tough to to try to wrap your mind around um make it simple make it emotional and that emotional response is what intrigues people. All right. The other thing, tell a story like brain hickey. It tells. It is two words, but it tells a story, and it's memorable. Tells a story and memorable. So those are really two powerful things. Now Sofrep TV, that that captured attention not from storytelling and not from emotion, but from a creative use of one their, their graphic design, but two S O F R E P. There it. It's a made-up word, right? So it caught me on my heels. And it's funny because it was it was more of like an inquisitor, like it caught my analytical mind and, and said, what does this mean? I've never seen this combination of letters before. So those made-up words can be really effective. You know, I'm sitting here at my desk. I've got three monitors, and Slack is up on one monitor. Slack, great name. Love it um, slack it to me. And and you hear even people use that as, as like an action word, right? Yo, slack it over, man. Uh, when you're working with, with people. So topics again, anchoring, being memorable, telling a story, playing on emotions. Now here's some things that you also need to keep in mind. I named a former company mine. It's still active. I still sell products on there. Uh, and I still work with that industry just a little bit. It's called the roof strategist. And if you, if you find me on LinkedIn, you'll see it. Um, this was named way before I was uh, <laughs> getting good at naming things. So I'm in this guest podcast today, earlier this morning, with a company in the industry talking about uh, the recruiting ads. So with The Roof Strategist, what I've done as a copywriter is I found an industry that could use some serious help recruiting, and I've written templated ads for them that they plug and play. And, they, and the reason I'm selling them is I had clients hire me to write them, and I was able to test a whole bunch, and I refined them, and I said, "Hey, I can make these pretty generic, where you just plug in a name here and, and your company name here and this information, and uh, they're dummy proof and they're highly effective." So I sell those on the Root Strategist website, and I'm sitting here in this podcast, and the interviewer's name is Jim. Jim goes, "Adam, you know where can our listeners find your products?" and and I set up a special discount for their audience, and. Uh, he says, hey, you know, what's the website? And I, and I tell him, and he and he laughs, and he goes, all right, we'll put that up on the screen, because it's going to be a visual thing on YouTube as well, you know, so he'll have the, the notes to, to show the website. And I laughed with him after he stopped recording on our Skype call. I said to him, I said, Jim, you know what's funny? is Every time I say that now, I pick the wrong name. Strategist is a very long word. Strategist. One, two, three. Yeah, there's a lot of, too many syllables. And... There's a lot of room for typos. So my website is theroofstrategist.com. By the way, roofstrategist.com, also forwards. But my email for that is adam at roofstrategist.com. And that's a tough one, right? People aren't going to write that down from memory. You have one typo. I even have typos entering it in. So hindsight, horrible idea. Rebranding on the forefront. So make sure your name is easy to take from a phone call or in passing and someone's going to remember it and be able to enter it online and land on your website without typos and errors. The other thing is mixing up S's and F's. You know when you're on your cell phone and, and, and people have to 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 ask you to spell something and you're like no, 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 not something with a C, something with an F or an S and it all kind of blurs together. So try to avoid all of those um, words that are really tough to enunciate if it can't come through clearly you're going to struggle a lot a real lot so easy to say short powerful story driven emotionally driven anchor to a new concept and another key piece to 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 note here is to have short and punctual names brain hickey all right short powerful if i said even just adding the word the it it, it elongates it too much And you got to think now, most of your, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably an internet marketer, you're an entrepreneur, you're in the internet space to some degree. Uh, The real estate we have to work with is pretty flexible. Real estate meaning, you know, we're... our name is displayed on emails, on our web page, on landing pages, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, YouTube. So think of all those different mediums and how the formatting of your name would actually appear in there. The Roof Strategist. My logo, which I I really liked when I had it. Now, again, way too long. Super, super long. When I wanted to use it for my Facebook icon, I needed to have a whole new one redesigned, which I know can happen. You're going to have to do that regardless, but try to get the whole uh, the whole kit and caboodle landed and think of your medium. If you are in print, let's say you you have a a boutique business or maybe you're in the service industry and you network and you've got a business card, you got to think of all those mediums that your name's going to be printed on. That's again, easy to read, easy to decipher and easy to translate when they go to type that on to their webpage. The last thing I want to touch on here is avoiding um, just using initials that stand for something. So I just opened up. I use Google Drive for everything, and I have a folder for clients. And clients who have long names, I'll use initials to abbreviate for their folder type. So I've got an initial that's A.L.F. and A.G. and N.H.G. and uh, T.R.S. Uh, O.C.E. and all of these initials. And when I look at those, and then I see that there's actual companies that try to use that. It's not memorable. It's not emotional. No one knows what it means. And I had to make my little Facebook icon for a while say TRS for The Roof Strategist for that other business. And it doesn't look right. People don't see it and associate with, hey, I know the TRS guy. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. And again, that's where we have to to understand this approach that if we're trying to um, allure the mammalian part of the brain, that emotional trigger, we can't dip into the cognitive The flow of information goes from emotional to cognitive, not the other way around. When you try to cram information through the cognitive and then into the emotional, people get stuck. Now, there are some intellectual people. That's funny. (laughs) Whoa. Yes, there's a ton of intellectual people out there. I'd consider myself one. But if we're talking to basic information processing, it's much easier and more natural to go from emotional to cognitive than cognitive to emotional. And if I said, hey, have you had one of those CM bars? Uh, you're gonna be like, what's a CM bar? Well, I'm looking here, and on my desk, I have snacks everywhere because I get hungry. It's a caveman bar. Got these at Costco the other day, but I would never call it a CM bar for caveman. So again, use real names. Don't use use acronyms. They are uh, can really really stunt you. So don't take the worst advice that I ever got from marketer that said that the name doesn't matter and think of it the opposite hey remember when adam told me the worst advice he ever got from a marketer was that the name doesn't matter that was horrible so think the opposite the name really does matter and go ahead listen back to this podcast for some more inspiration and uh if you want to email me and bounce name ideas around or get some feedback i love to hear from fans i geek out over that stuff even though i do it all day my email is adam at brainhickey.com adam at brainhickey.com and uh, you can always pop on to linkedin facebook or the website which is brainhickey.com love to hear from you guys appreciate you tuning in for another episode and that's all we got for today we'll see you soon hey thanks again for listening access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts and hey if you like what you hear leave us a review this is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast.